Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey, let's do some armchair theology. Everybody in the world has some kind of theology. Everyone has some kind of order of what's not important and what is really important. On this episode of Inverse, we're going to do some theology, like theologians do, and discuss what is the most important thing or person in your life. Hey, welcome to Inverse. You're probably holding your breath in anticipation of this episode. This episode, we're going to look at what is the most important thing, most important person. What is that one uh, concept that we construct our entire lives around? So we're going to start with verse, uh, where are we going to start? In the verse, nine, verse chapter 19 of Matthew. And uh, let's see, who should we ask to pray? Um, <laughs> Callie, can you pray for us? Yes, I'll and pray. And then uh, we'll, we'll go do our thing that we usually do. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, Father in heaven, we are so thankful uh, for your love for us, and we're thankful that you show us these things in your word. Please help us to see what is most important, and Lord, may we live according to that. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sebastian, Matthew 19, verse 16 through 22. All right. The Bible says, Now behold, one came and said to him, that's Jesus, Good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Yeah, this is an awesome parable. Um, So you could break this down for us. Give us some insights on, on what Jesus is trying to establish here. Well, Jesus is approached by a young man mm-hmm. who has great possessions. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he, 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 has a, he has a desire in his heart for, to, uh, to attain to, uh, to, to perfection, to, to wholeness. He knows that something is lacking. Mm. Um, and Jesus tells him that really what you, what you need is to inherit eternal life, you need to keep the commandments. Um, so when Jesus later on tells him that if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, that means that that, that is part of keeping the commandments. There's, mm-hmm. there's an element of keeping the commandments that this young man is missing. He's missing one of the points of the whole commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he tells him, go sell what you have and give to the poor. And he leaves, um, he has a, he leaves sorrowful, sorrowful mm. Because that, that is what he was missing. That's mm-hmm. what he came to Jesus for. And Jesus told him that this is what you're missing. Mm-hmm. 
is that you you haven't realized the whole point of the commandments. Mm -hmm. and this is a sober parable. Like Jesus is saying, either this <laughs> or that. Now, mm -hmm. is this a normative parable, meaning every single person should go out there and sell everything that they have, or what's the larger picture <laughs> that Jesus is trying to You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember uh, doing some outreach one time, and we had a guy that was coming to our church uh -huh. who was an uh, unbeliever. And he was reading the Bible, and he saw this story, right? And so we were having this discussion one afternoon after church, and he's like, well, if you guys want eternal life, you have to go and give everything, right? That's what the Bible says, right? He's like, you're saying you're based on the Bible. And so, you know, clearly, right, we're trying to convince him that this was contextual to the rich young ruler himself. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, how do you know? I said, well, because at the end, it's a call to discipleship. Come and follow me. When he called Peter and, and Andrew, he mm -hmm. didn't say, go and give yeah. your boats yeah, to the poor. One, come up, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this was the only thing that finally calmed him down and, and it got him to like relax and say, okay, all right, I see it, I see it. But before this, he was ready to call us all hypocrites and throw us mm -hmm. to the wolves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point. This is the point for this young man. Mm -hmm. This is the point of contention. What's interesting too, when Jesus is listing the, uh, not the disciples, when he's listing the commandments, commandments. to keep. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> according to Exodus 20, he lists number six, seven, eight, nine, and then five. He skips over number 10 about mm. covetousness. Mm -hmm. So the issue for him wasn't that he wasn't honoring his parents, he wasn't loving his neighbor as himself. And all of us, you know, there's usually a commandment or two that are a struggle for us and other ones are easier. Mm. But this was the point for him and this was the point he was not willing to overcome. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was the, the breaking point for him mm -hmm. because that's what he needed to do. I love the creativity that Jesus uh, really implemented here. Mm -hmm. Like he's going through the commandments and I'm just thinking if I were in that case. And I'm sure this guy, I mean, he's one of the, what does it say, uh, he's a he's a rich, young, young ruler, ruler. Right. so he's very familiar with the law yeah. and especially mm -hmm. Ten Commandments. So he's probably like, oh, here we uh, go again, rolling his eyes. I know number six, six I know number seven, number eight, number nine. and he's just roading off. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus does this like, <laughs> and turns around in like 360. <laughs> <laughs> to his worldview, I mean, it just completely shatters it. Right. And he's still probably thinking, like, well, you miss you miss number ten. Number you miss number ten. Yeah. You number ten. And it's kind of what he says, like, what else do I lack? Yeah. Yeah. What else? You know, that's just, oh, Jesus is awesome. Genius. Jesus is awesome. And I, also, and I also think Christ, you yeah. know, by, by um, <laughs> you know, building off of that, that construct, because I think Jesus gives us insight, right, of how to properly expose holes in people's thinking, mm. right, especially when it comes to dealing with material things. He doesn't say you can't have treasure. Mm -hmm. He just says you're going to have it in heaven, mm -hmm. right? So we're just changing it's the place. Good things. I mean, right. God still wants us to go. He wants money, and we talked about in a pre previous episode food. Yes. And we talked about <laughs> sexuality in the proper context. All, all <laughs> good things that God has made, yeah. but we just kind of exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's that. that's a, a huge switch for him was this delayed gratification. Mm. And we have this saying, you know, in, in business called maximum willingness to pay, right? People come and you set your price based upon what you know people will pay for that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, you go to gym membership, will people pay $800 a month? They mm. won't. Yeah, but no. they'll pay $800 a month for a BMW. It's like... Because they so, want their marshmallow. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> so you're, you're looking at the... <laughs> Looking at the idea that. Just in case if you don't know what the marshmallow is, aside, you know, you guys, you guys want the marshmallow? You know, marshmallow? The marshmallow lost in the sauce. There was a study back in the 70s of a like, they took little children. Sorry, yes. I, I totally ruined oh, your No, no, no. Gotcha. Point oh, here. Yes. And now. then they I gotcha. gave a marshmallow and they said, if oh, you no, no, wait, no, no, no. Okay, delayed okay, okay, gratification, okay. willingness right. to, you know, your business term, yep. you take the marshmallow and if you wait 15 minutes, we'll give you another marshmallow. And yes. some kids, they waited. They had no problem. Other kids, 
they're like you see them and they had it on they're tape. Like suffering. They were suffering. Right. You know, they were trying to sit on their hands, and some they just gobbled it right up. Twenty years later, or thirty years later, whatever it was, That's they right. they went back to these kids, and those who understood delayed gratification were a lot more successful. Yep. They were in higher levels of education, and those who could couldn't, uh, they're still addicts. eating marshmallows after yep. thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sebastian. No, no. But this is this is exactly the point. Is that we can't come to Jesus with a maximum willingness to pay, mm. right? That's what um, placing money and God and possessions mm. does to us, right? Mm. When we love these things, we will eventually come to a point where Jesus will ask us for too much. Mm. And that's a, scary, that's a scary concept that I can be a believer, I can be keeping commandments, but in my relationship with Christ, mm. there's something he can ask me for, and I'll be like, that's, that's too much. much. Mm. I'm not willing to pay that for this relationship for eternal life, mm-hmm. which is what he was seeking in the first yeah. place. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like Christ is like, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I had a story with my, my son. We were about to go to a fair. I mean, there was a huge fair <laughs> going on. There was these rides and food and all these things. And my wife was getting ready. My other son was getting ready. But my son is like, no, I want to stay home. And then he had picked up some little piece of paper. It was like one of those wrappers. And he just wanted to play with that, right? <laughs> And I'm thinking, let's go. And he was having a little bit of a, of a temper tantrum. He didn't want to go. He wanted to play with this small little piece of trash of all things. <laughs> and I'm thinking, look, we are going to the fair. Like, do you know what the fair is? And he's never been to a right. fair. He doesn't know what a fair right. is. Right. I'm like, there's, there's, there's animals, and then you can pet all the little, you know, furry things and, 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 and then my, my like, wife and I <laughs> we were painting this picture and he's like he was I want to stay here mm. and play with this gum wrapper or candy whatever it was uh-huh. and here we are and I'm like that was I had a revelation from the Lord and he's mm. saying hey I want to give you the eternity and all these things and here you are gum and wrapper. you're playing with your $10,000 bill that you just want to play yep. but I have you know all of this for you Delayed, mm. not that, it's, yes. it's, it's, all, it's all coming together no, yep. yeah, I, I, I like that when Jesus tells him you know to go sell everything and mm. give to the poor mm. and then he says you'll have treasure in heaven but mm. then he says and then come and follow me mm-hmm. that he calls him into a relationship not just not just to delayed gratification, like not sell just it and stop. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. not. He doesn't just call him to possessions in the future, mm-hmm. but he calls him to a relationship now. Mm-hmm. And this is what the the young man wanted. He wanted eternal life, and this is life eternal to know Him, the only true God and Jesus yes. Christ, whom He has mm-hmm. sent. Amen. And so Jesus says, "You want eternal life? This is eternal life. Mm-hmm. Come and follow me. Come into a relationship mm-hmm. with me." And and like what Sebastian was saying, he says, "Well, too much." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, Justin, it. It just reminded me back to something, you know, C.S. Lewis wrote in uh, The Weight of Glory, where he talks about that very concept. Mm -hmm. And he he talks about the idea that we we think that when we come to God, that the problem with temptation and all these struggles is that our desires are too strong, right? We want sex too much. We want food too much. We want this. But he says the real issue, like with Noah, right, is the Mm -hmm. fact that our desires are too weak. calling out my son by name. Oh, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) I thought no way in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Seiko. Appreciate you cleaning up. Uh, and, um, <laughs> so when you when you think about the whole idea, see about the best of my trading plan. I'm about to say the inverse. So, um, so when you think about the idea that I am too easily satisfied, mm. right? I'm going to mm. stay home and play with this rapper rather mm. than go to this mm. amazing fair that has all these new experiences waiting for me, mm. right? In the same sense, it's like why would you settle for you know, cheap adultery. Why would you settle for just these cheap objects and trinkets, mm-hmm. right, and accoutrements of life in this life, 
when you could be having eternal riches and all these different things? Mm -hmm. It's because, like Noah, you can't conceive. Mm -hmm. You've never been to the heavenly fair, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and this idea of the rich young ruler, it's like, I have to go away sorrowful because mm -hmm. I had great possessions. It's like, I don't think you're understanding the trade here, Yeah. what you could have had. And I think the issue with the rich young ruler, it's not that he doesn't, again, it's not that, that he doesn't desire eternal life. It's not that he doesn't desire Jesus. He just desires something else more. Mm -hmm. And there's just that mm -hmm. you can't. So sometimes we kind of trick ourselves. Like, we're like both. Mm -hmm. we, we can't. There, there has to be one that is always in charge. It's always the ruler, always the thing that you're always willing to sell everything else for. But you have to keep this. Mm -hmm. And that thing can't be Jesus because Jesus has to be the one that always stays. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this, this composite picture is coming up. It's like it's a religion and Bible and spirituality. It's not what you do when you don't do. It's about selling. It's really about what I'm gathering here. It's a change in perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's a it's not even an idea. It's just a way of looking at things. Has to be just clicked in a different way. Yes. And then everything just kind of like a chiropractor just kind of you goes all in its proper place. Exactly. You just get up. Stand a little bit. You know sir. when you just said that it reminded me in the text how it's interesting that Jesus does more than tell him what to do. Mm -hmm. He said, what must I do, mm -hmm. right, to have, that I may have eternal life? Mm -hmm. But when Christ makes his call, you know, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. Mm -hmm. That could be a doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Jesus doesn't stop there and going back to Siku's point, right, and come and follow me, mm -hmm. right? So eternal life isn't just commandment keeping, right? Mm -hmm. It's this relationship it's as well. Yeah. So you're thinking coming to God, what must I do when God is thinking, hey, do this and. Yeah. Well, hold, hold, hold that thought. I mean, we're going to come back to Sebastian's thought. We'll be back after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. I just interrupted Sebastian. So, Sebastian, back to you on your point that you're making before the break. So, when you're thinking about the idea of coming to God and saying, what must I do, mm. right? Going back to that perspective switch that you're talking about, this idea that he came thinking it was an action, but God was telling him it's an action and a relationship, mm. right? Mm. There's no question. And, and when we divorce those things, Right. This is where we can fall into the legalistic mindset. Mm -hmm. I think oh, this is like breaks. a thing that we've heard a yes. lot. Like you need to have a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with God, relation, relationship, relationship. But we, it's so hard in a sense. It's so easy to make God into like a mechanical thing and like, mm -hmm. hey, I put this in, I want this out. Yes. You know, yeah. we just want kind of a, a mechanical uh, predictability with God. Yeah. Uh -huh. And God's like, look, I'm not that way just because I'm a person. I'm, a, I mean, I'm, I'm not a human being, but I'm a, a, there's a, there's a, a person being there yes. and that we interact on a, on a real level, yeah. which mm -hmm. is, it's kind of scary in a sense, not mm -hmm. that God is scary, but I mean, it's like, you got to interact with a being. Yeah, absolutely. Kelly. Um, I had a good friend who was trying to get into med school, mm -hmm. and he said, well, I want to get to this school, and I want to get to the, these reasons, and I know God will get me there as long as I pray every day for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh. So he has a formula where, down. Yeah, where did you get that from? Yeah. <laughs> like, where is that from? And so, but it was also even worse than that. <laughs> it was like, God is not only a vending machine, but he's like, well, but God might get mad at me because I stayed up later the night before, and so then also, I think I said something mean once, and so I have to like do more prayer, and so it's like, God is like this evil vending machine 
that maybe this will work, maybe not, because God's kind of temperamental. And so, mm. is so I this might is, get my Cheetos, or I might get like a raisin bar. It might instead. happen. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> the raisin bar's coming for you. <laughs> but like I told him that too. I said you're treating God like an evil vending machine. And mm. just like what? <laughs> but that's what we do. Like yeah, if I if I press these buttons right, if I give this formulaic 30 minutes of prayer, and I don't say anything bad for like 30 days, then I'll get into med school. But to your point, and then I can do all the bad stuff I want. Yeah, later this. after yeah. I get what I want. After right. I get my Cheetos, not my right. raisin bar. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. But yeah, God. God is a person who we we interact with. It's not these buttons we press, and it's almost like this like closer form of deism. Like God is closer, but He doesn't really care about you. You just need to press the right buttons to get the right thing out of it. So, but that is not what what it is. So I think Sebastian makes a really good point about divorcing the actions from the relationship mm-hmm. because it's easy to be like, okay, all actions, legalist, or all relationship, cheap grace. But it is both. And God is more complicated than a vending machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say that the, 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 pro- the progression of the conversation with Jesus when he says, you know, all these things do, 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 and then sell everything you have, you know, and then follow. come and follow me, mm-hmm. right, at the end of it. That the reason the reason you're doing these things is for the purpose of relationship, mm. right? And and on not the, flip, the basis of relationship, mm-hmm, but precise. as a as a means to. And and mm. I mean the the guy walks away sorrowful. He t- he rejects the relationship yeah. because he rejects the stuff you need to do in order to have the relationship. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true because I mean even think from a practical point. Like let's say you know he has all these things, and if Jesus would have just said, "Come follow me," he could have just said. Well, no, I got to I got to check on my stuff. I got to like take inventory regularly or I have to watch over these things. So Jesus like, let me get all the way, give the stuff away, then follow me. Mm-hmm. And so the point for us, like not like that guy was saying he has to sell everything. So the, the <laughs> principle there is that anything that comes between us and God has to go. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a bunch of stuff or a relationship with someone or even small things, whatever's between us, that is what has to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. so Jesus ends up saying, you know, if anyone loves father or mother, mm-hmm. like if, if there's a relationship that is more supreme to this relationship mm-hmm. than... Well, actually, let's go there. Let's go to uh, Luke 14, as Siku mentioned mm-hmm. here. And we're taking, taking a little bit of left turn here, but that's okay. <laughs> Good and, left turn. And uh, Luke 14, <laughs> was it? And verse 26. Mm-hmm. And Siku, you started quoting on. Let's, let's keep on going there. Verse 26, 14, 26. And if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, mm-hmm. he cannot be my disciple. Mm-hmm. Keep on going. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Mm. Or what king, going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has Mm. cannot be my disciple. Mm. And I think this passage is normative (laughs) for everybody. Absolutely. It's very interesting that Jesus mentions three times, you cannot be my disciple. You cannot be my disciple. Mm. It just it's shows, the relationship yeah. factor. Kelly. It just shows like it's not, there's not a gradient of discipleship in that way. Mm. Like you are or you are not. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes we just like to play the fence. It's like, yeah. well, I'm like, I'm getting there. You know, give yeah. me time. But it's like, I would, not. I would even yeah. take it a step further. It's not even an are you and are you not in terms of an issue of being. It's ability. 
right. you cannot, cannot be a disciple, true. right? You yeah. are not able to follow Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason for that is because intrinsic to your relationship to Christ is that this isn't one-sided, mm-hmm. right? God gave mm-hmm. at extreme cost. So for yeah. you to reciprocate in a relationship where a person's like, I've given all of heaven, and <laughs> your response is like, nah, man, I ain't giving up these little trinkets over here. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, this doesn't, how can we be in a relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I'm willing to give all for you, but you're not willing to give all for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. I think we need to also go one step further. I think we, we establish that that relationship is very important. Um, we also have to establish that this relationship is unlike any other relationship <laughs> that we have. Very true. Amen. And I think in that sense, like we need to, uh, um, who does father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and sisters. Mm. This is a relationship that supersedes all these other human relationships. Your closest ones. And it's, yeah. it's, 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 we almost have to develop this relationship mm-hmm. as we're having this relationship with the Lord. Yeah. We don't know how this really works, but it's, it's, we see examples in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Job chapter 30. I love I love, love, love Job because love I don't like Job, uh, the book. Uh, because, and then, and then, and then, so it's, it's, it's one of these um, love-hate relationships. Love, hate relationship. So like, um, line. And, and if you guys have read Job, you know what I'm talking about. But it, you go for 37 chapters of just discouraging. Uh, like make his friends stop talking. So, yeah, there's so <laughs> much talking going on. And then, and then a young guy comes in and is like, well, I'm the young guy and I want, he doesn't use the voice. Because I don't think he sounds like that. No, he used that voice. But, but <laughs> he says, hey, I, I, I've had enough of your talking and I, I resonate with that. And then, but then he's <laughs> wrong too. It's like, you're he's just wrong too. It. Right. All of you stop. And so God doesn't talk until chapter 38. You know, mm. so let's go to, I don't know why I did that in my, my voice. Let's go to chapter 38, verse 1. Mm-hmm. And Sebastian, let's, 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 um, can you read verse 1 uh, to wherever you want to? Okay. okay. <laughs> then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. I mean, we just got to emphasize, like, this is after 37 chapters oh, of uh, God being silent. silent and right. then we have the luxury of, so nowadays we can skip to it, but back right. then they had to read all the issues. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> Verse 2, please. Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and the thick darkness its swaddling band? When I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors? When I said, this far you may come, but no further? And here, your proud waves must stop. Okay, let's stop, stop there. I mean, it goes on for a couple of chapters, to be honest. <laughs> right? And then later on, Job's like, go to chapter 40. Like, I, I, got, I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> verse, verse 4, Job says, Behold, I am vile. What can I... I don't know why I'm using these dramatic voices. I don't know either. <laughs> what can I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yea, twice I will proceed no further. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, I'm the sorry. Lord's like, okay, round two. <laughs> and he goes again. <laughs> That's right. Um, 
There's all these questions here. Yeah. Someone I, break this down for us. Callie, what's love, going on here? I just love verse 5. Verse 5. Which says, who determines his measurement? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? So it's just like, it's almost like he's being sarcastic. Like all yes. these questions like, oh, you know, you totally don't know. Yeah. But anyways, let me continue. There's a certain irony that he's yeah. saying, like, what do you know, little peon? But he even says like, it in a nice way, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even the questions he's asking, like, we wouldn't even think to ask those kinds mm-hmm. of questions. Like, shutting the sea's doors. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, if the sea's just there. Mm-hmm. Or like, stretching the band of the sky. What? There's a yeah. band in the sky? I don't know what's going on. There's this one verse I don't I can't find it here, but in, the, in one translation is who made the wild dogs wild? Yeah. Right. Like I don't good question. Good question. <laughs> you? I'm gonna go with you. And I think I think what, what, what Job is really driving at, granted in the in the context of suffering, right, and pain, um, in a, for a person who was serving God, but I think in the broader scheme of things, God is coming down and essentially saying, Okay, the questions you raise, right, about these things is really um is, is really something that needs to be put into a, a bigger perspective where you recognize I shouldn't be asking this question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm asking the wrong question. Because yeah. it's like when you come to a person and, you know, going back to the relationship thing we referenced before, right? And now God is setting a different aspect to this relationship. I'm creator. Mm-hmm. You're created, right? Mm-hmm. So a that's a different us. dynamic to this. Re- yes, you are. We are in a loving discipleship relationship, but mm-hmm. I am God, mm-hmm. you are right? God. And I think that's a a very important thing that sometimes we can deal with God in the same way, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like, well, yeah, yeah, but God is like a father and that's true, but he's also a king, sure, right? He's also our creator, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just that one dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think that can, what, what God is really trying to set apart to Job is you need to get that. This mm-hmm. is not just a, you know, all right, let me talk to you like a man then, mm-hmm. right? Since you're challenging me. Mm-hmm. And I think like when you're going back, I just kind of see that in context of the rich young ruler's issue, right? So he was too focused on the things he had. But all the things he had were gifts from God. Mm-hmm. All, every last one of them never came from his own doing. It all came from God. And so he was too obsessed with the gift and he wasn't obsessed with the giver. Mm-hmm. And so our issue isn't, yeah, it was, what Sebastian's saying is so like key because we think it's like all the same. Like I'm choosing God or things. No, it's, it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. You're really, you're selling yourself short. And so we need, we, we still enjoy the gifts. But we have to make sure we're enjoying the giver more than the gifts. And that, mm-hmm. that, that, that concept, I think, comes out for me when looking at um, Abraham, when he's talking with God in Genesis, and, and God is like, I'm going to reward you, I'm going to reward you. And then God says, I am your exceeding great reward. Mm. Right. So the reward ultimately is not in the stuff, the gifts that he gives, but yeah. he's like, I am the greatest gift. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like that parable, right, with the, um, the prodigal son. And he goes out there and he squanders all this, his father's wealth. And, mm. and the son who stayed at home feels, when, he co- when his brother comes home, yeah. he's upset. Because, oh, you squandered everything and then you give him all this stuff, you give him a party and everything. And the father is, his, his, it breaks his heart because he's like, the whole time, I've been here. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking this guy who went away got to live the life mm-hmm. because he had all this stuff. And he's like, you missed the point. Mm-hmm. The point is that I'm your father and I am here and you get to be in a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the mm-hmm. God at the end of the day is, is the reward and not just any reward. And you're saying the supreme reward because yes. who gets mm-hmm. to have a relationship with their mm-hmm. creator? Mm-hmm. You know, in a lot of religions, it's, it's unfathomable. That's right. He's unrelatable. Yeah. And, and, and even to drive that point home more, you know, more solidly to your heart is that to sit down and talk to your maker, right? I know the hairs on your head. I know the very 
nature of every cell in your body. I know how everything functions, what science continues to be confused about, right? God can sit down and explain to you, this is why your eyes are the way they are. This is why you're this. This is why your personality is like this. This is the vision yeah. I had for you. Let's go to Philippians 2, 9. We'll conclude on this. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, mm. of those in heaven, of those on earth, and those under the earth. Amen. I don't know about you, but the Bible talks about all these people who want something, and God is saying, I am that something that you're looking for. Those people who have always wanted a husband, God says, I am the husband. People who have wanted sons and daughters, God says, I am the sons and daughters. People who have wanted houses and things, God says, I am above these things. Question that has raised in, and that's raised in my mind is, what is that thing that I'm searching for? Hopefully it's God. That's my prayer. It's a prayer for my panelists here. Thanks for watching Inverse. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.